It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. We're on to season six. I am here with Jeff. Hello, friends. And Tim, you know, two people who... No, go ahead, Tim. Say hello. Oh, hello there. Two guys who <laughs> ran out from me during the season last year. They just were like... To be fair, it was still during the pause at the time. Yeah, you guys just like left. But thankfully, Nick... Nick came and said, hey, I want to talk about the Bruins, which was uh, good. So we talked about the Bruins a little bit. And Nick would be here today if he weren't working like 15 million hours at his job because people still keep going out and getting COVID. And they need to have contact tracing and all sorts of stuff so that other people don't continue to spread it. So poor, poor Nick. Poor Nick. Mm. We'll have him on next week. But anyway. Yep, we're in the pandemic, and uh, I, uh, I'm i glad that there's a vaccine out there. I hope people are going to go and get it when it is available to them. And uh, yeah, I, I'm really tired of pandemic brain. That's all. Pandemic brain doesn't allow me to enjoy very much. I, I will binge watch TV shows, but I, I feel like I'm my particular interest right now in TV shows is like romantic comedies about people who are just completely fucked up. Uh, uh, that seems awfully specific. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, it's not a lot of those. It's just some. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I Right now I'm in the middle of like, I just started Well, I binged the first season of You're the Worst. And I'm like, yeah, these people are the worst. But for some reason, I want to keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, the two episodes, uh, two seasons of uh, Married because I wanted to see John Hodgman because I had just read his uh, medallion status. I had read that book. So I wanted to see his turn in that series. And he plays a really weird character. So, uh, yeah. So I'm enjoying FX on on Hulu is basically what's going on, you know, along with all the other things that everybody else is watching. So, uh, but thankfully I've got Doom Patrol about, it's not a romantic comedy about failures. It's a superhero movie, a uh, superhero series about rejects and failures. <laughs> it goes along with my love of the Venture Brothers. So this is all good. Okay, fair. <laughs> there you go. So I'm just going to start this out by saying I don't really feel like talking about the Bruins. I just don't. I am here against my will. Now you could be saying, well, why are you doing this? And I'm like, because if I don't do this, it doesn't get done. Right? Got to start somewhere. So I'm just going to say. Coming in real hot on season six there. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am. I am sitting here like, you know, I feel like as a Bruins fan, I've wasted a lot of time on this team. And I feel like what has happened, what has transpired since what was it? October has been a slap in the face. A real uh, slap in the face. I just want to say. You know what? People are always saying that we should have cat GM rather than dog GM. Well, this is what cat GM looks like, and it hurts. It hurts a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I, I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, I it, the stuff in the last week that's happened, it's like I've had to really sort it out 
in my brain because I'm like, I'm angry, but why am I angry? What is it that I'm angry about? So I think we, as as Nick had said to me in an email when I, I needed him to give me a pep talk and, and he was like, you know, hockey's not the most important thing in the world. I'm like, yep, you're right. You're absolutely right. And he said, you know, maybe we should use this time as a therapy time. I'm like, yep, you're right. We, we absolutely should use this as therapy because I'm just like, I'm just so angry and I need to get rid of the anger of this. And even today I said to my husband, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be quiet or if I'm going to be yelling. I don't know. It's, it's either or at this point. I think it's more compelling to yell than to be quiet. So I think that's where we're going to go. Anyway, let's use this as a therapy time. So why don't we start not with the events of the last week, but why don't we start off with free agency? Because, you know, that was so great. We really shored up the left side of our defense in that. I mean, like, 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 what in the actual fuck was any of that with Krug? It sounds like they offered him a deal last year, uh, you know, in the fall. They said, here's our deal. And they put it on the on the table and they walked away. And they basically, there wasn't negotiation because everything. I was going to say, that's not something you do if you mean business. It's like that marriage proposal, quote unquote, um, deal they offered Dougie Hamilton before trading him. We've heard that kind of nonsense before. And that's like, that doesn't sound right. That's not how you do this. Right. Well, you know what? And here's the interesting thing. The Tory Krug thing made me understand Dougie Hamilton a little bit more. And now I don't hate Dougie Hamilton. Not the way that I used to. I still don't like him. I mean, remember, it wasn't necessarily it wasn't just Sweeney that spoiled the Dougie relationship. Chiarelli had had a better part of a year a crack at the crack at that pinata before it became Sweeney's problem. So, <laughs> well, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm just like really like annoyed. Yeah, I feel like we're starting to see how you become a GM that's known for good internal contracts is by treating every negotiation as like, well, this is what it is. If not, meh. And he's just gotten really lucky with guys that were willing to sign those. Right. Yeah. He seems so indifferent about it, which is odd. And I think with the Krug one, too, Krug said at the end of it that the offer was pulled eventually, too. Like, like the, he didn't he didn't accept it, so they're like, okay, well, that's no longer there. Well, he didn't sign it immediately going into free agency. That's the thing. They expected him to sign right at noon, I guess. You know, okay, it. I know this is not the same, but this. I just need to express my anger because this is what I keep coming back to. Back in November, they re-signed Charlie Coyle, good idea, and then they re-signed Chris Wagner at the same time. Not that great an idea, <laughs> right? I'm just sitting there like, why? I still am like that because Charlie Coyle continued to play well. Right. And Chris Wagner fell into a hole. Right. Because what yeah. we learned last year, Tim, are you frozen? No. He has been for some time now. Oh, okay. It looks like he saw something horrible in, in, in the, in the streams. <laughs> like, like, as in like, 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 like he saw something you can't unsee. I know. I know. That's what it looks like. That's why I'm just like, I thought he was just stealing himself up for the yelling. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. That's fine. It'll straighten out at some point. But anyway, I, I, okay. The, I, I know it's not the same thing, but it really, it, it, it tells a lot about Don Sweeney. He could offer any contract up to Chris Wagner, and I think Wagner was going to sign it. 
because he's not an idiot, right? Which means giving Wags a raise was an entirely unnecessary endeavor. But anyway. But then, <laughs> yeah, but, but then it's just like, Sweeney, if he wants you, if he wants you, he's going to offer you that deal uh, and a good deal um, for you early. Okay, and you're going to. Well, that's just because both those are pretty generous. We're both generous deals for both of them, like right? Like I have no problem with the coil deal, but it's it's, it's a little it's a little heavy and a little long. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, overall, I don't have as much of an issue about that as signing a guy who's a a fourth liner for a, a longer term than you really need him for. And I feel like the only reason why he signed both of them at the same time was it was good press. For the hometown kids, right? Because they have like he has a hard on for the hometown kids, and that's fine. That's fun. I I enjoy it. But you can't tell me that you were afraid that you're gonna lose Chris Wagner in free agency. Were you afraid of that? Because I wasn't afraid of it. I was gonna say if he gets offered, if we went to free agency and got offered more than that, more by someone else, which as it turns out, although they couldn't have known this in November. He wouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you don't need to rush to re-sign someone like that. And you don't give three years to three year term to someone like that. No, you don't. I, part of me wonders if Coyle's contract was contingent on Wagner staying for some reason. Oh my God. I hope not. That's the only th- other thing I can think of. I was going to say, because that's some Freddie Hamilton bullshit right there. Yeah, like, that's the only <laughs> thing I can think Like, that's the only other thing that makes sense be- because, like, signing Chris Wagner for three years doesn't make sense, like, anywhere, at any time. Well, it's it's, it's the most, like, textbook Chiarelli mistake because, um, you know, a three-year term is exactly what he gave Soup and Paye. When they should when they should have been allowed to walk out walk in twenty twelve, you know I I really wish that that contingency plan would have been like hey you have to get Kyle Palmieri let's go <laughs> yeah right like why couldn't it be something better get him to get him to demand a trade please yeah <laughs> <laughs> we would have been in better shape earlier come on <laughs> but anyway I I just uh, it's so frustrating because it's like it's not like Chris Wagner Chris Wagner. Don't get me wrong. He had a banner year the year before, but it's not like he drove that fourth line because guess what we learned last year, guys? It was Nolachari who drove that line. <laughs> Which is interesting because um, prior to Wagner's injury in, in the Kane series during the cup run, Achari was the odd man out on the fourth line. He right. was, but man, that, that fourth line just didn't look the same last year. Without I mean, him. I'm super happy for Noel. I, I also think that the... Panthers are going to do awful things to themselves for going into the season with them as their number two center. But hey, you know what? Ride it while you can. Did anybody expect this? No. I was going to say, I mean, they can roll a second line of, of uh, Vachari centering Connolly and, uh, and, and Vitrano, which kind of hurts <laughs> and kind of is funny at the same time. <laughs> I would pay good money to see that, actually. <laughs> um, man. They all play the right positions. Um, uh, Vitrano's a left wing, Connolly's a right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be so fun. But it's so fun when it's not on our team. No, I, hey, Noel Chari had a fantastic year. He had 20 goals. He had a couple of hat tricks in a row. He has oh, a Oh, God, son. I joke. I, I joke, but, but, but Cap Friendly at least has that as their projected second line. 
<laughs> oh, yes. Next on Cast Off Season 2. Oh, man. I mean, like, that looks fine on paper. Like, last year, that they combined for, like, um, like oh, wow, 55 goals. That's nothing to shake a stick at. I was gonna say that's like okay, you don't you don't turn that down actually. That's 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 not as many goals as you want in the second line, but like it's more more lines than you expect on a third. So <laughs> maybe Coach Q really knows how to to get the most out of all of them. Who knows, right? That was the first year of him last year, and well, the secret to unlocking Brett Conley was Coach Q all along. <laughs> I mean, like you know, it's not really fair to Conley. Conley was good under trots too. In, with Washington. Oh, that's true. He wasn't awful in Washington oh, either. Trots. For some reason, I forgot about Barry Trots ever existing, he's, and I was you're thinking, trying to you're trying to figure out when the hell uh, um, uh, Connolly played in uh, in Columbus, weren't you? Yes, I, was. <laughs> I was because I was like, his name isn't Trots; it's Torts. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Barry Trots. <laughs> I forgot about him being in Washington. I forgot about him winning the Stanley Cup. I forgot about all of that. That whole weirdness immediately after winning the cup, yeah. <laughs> well, I loved it. He was just like, I won you guys a cup. Fuck you, I'm going on. <laughs> like, what I want to know is like, that's the strangest like condition in a contract I've ever heard of. It's like, oh yeah, if you win the cup, we automatically get you for, 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 for longer except at less money. Yeah, well, it was an option, and they were, and he turned down the option. But it, it, but opponents, it's a very odd option to have, to have even agreed to in a contract or to have pushed for. It's like this doesn't even make sense, like on its own merits. Does that mean he didn't expect to win? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he was with Nashville, and Nashville didn't do a lot of whole a whole lot of stuff for a long time, so. Maybe he just thought, well, I'm a good enough coach. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd bet on myself like, for winning the, the Stanley Cup. Have the talent to be competitive for, for all this time, so everyone just assumes I'm a good coach because the team doesn't embarrass itself. That's basically <laughs> trots in Nashville. <laughs> uh, but anyway, getting back to the Bruins that I really don't want to talk about. Yeah, let's get back to Krug. I, I really honestly feel like, you know, they just thought, take this offer and if you don't take this offer we're moving on and i guess that's fine if you don't make it if you don't keep saying like well you know we just haven't agreed to terms yet we haven't found the right numbers and stuff you made it sound like you were negotiating when you weren't yeah and then moving on I got some issues with the with, with that phraseology in this case because moving on implies that they moved on to other options and well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't move on. They just let him go. All right. Yeah. yeah they just they just they just it was like it's like they're yeah I don't know downsizing or some shit. They were like, hey, the door is that way. You are free to leave at any time. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not sure I'd want Krug for that extra year either. But who's to say he wouldn't have signed a, signed a six year, 6.5 in Boston either. Yeah. And that's an extreme, that would have been an extremely, that that's a very, very Sweeney contract. Mid sixes, six years. Like it screams Sweeney. Right. It's just very frustrating because what I've learned from this season is do not believe what Don Sweeney tells you. No. Don't believe do him. No, he, he, he apparently can't be bothered to pay a PR staff. He's just really bad at it. Like, well, when we think about going back to when he fired, they fired Claude on the freaking 
Super right. Bowl parade. Super Bowl parade. Really? That was when they thought this is a good time to announce this because no one will be paying attention. Like that one like straddles the line between 11th dimensional chess and like losing a checkers to a to a pigeon. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I just obviously we've had time to recover from this, but it was like I remember being mad about firing Claude and then changing my mind on that. But I'm still not over how they went about doing it and when how they decided they to announce it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like to me, you should have you should have fired him a month before. Yeah. That would have made perfect sense. Fire him a month before. Instead, you were like, well, let's just watch and see what the Patriots do. And then if they win the Super Bowl, we're going to announce during the Super Bowl parade that we fired Claude. That'll be the way we should do it. I mean, I know that's not how it was, but <laughs> I can retroactively make it seem like this. <laughs> I know how Sweeney, um, based on how Sweeney handles things, I can predict the following events over the, but the things that will happen between now and the, and the end of the season. Okay. They will resign Corrali for two million for two million for three years, which is too much for too long. And I love Sean Corrali. in about mid February, while they are saying they are in negotiations, discussions with David Krejci and Tuka Rask, they will say this right up until open opening of free agency, which is what like August third next year or something like that. At which point, both of these fine cup winning gentlemen will move on. Okay. <laughs> I even said to Ellen last night when I was complaining about the the Bruins, I said, look, I'm like, I know that Sweeney is going to do something stupid, like sign Sean Corrali (laughs) to a three-year deal, (laughs) like very soon into the season. And I'm not even thinking that you should. Okay. And I love Sean Corrali. Sean Corrali's fun as hell, but you let someone else pay him too much in free agency. It's just what you do with players like that. It's what you do with... Wagner. <laughs> I am looking forward to Sean Corelli and getting his his jersey in Seattle. That is what I'm looking for. He is going to look gorgeous in that tri blue jersey. He really is. That I just oh, I, I don't like Columbus's jerseys, but seeing him play for for his hometown team would probably be pretty swell too. That would be pretty cool too. Because yeah. I believe they have Riley Nash expiring this year, so like it just it just fits. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that that's all fine, good. I think that would be great, and his mom would love it. Um, oh, yeah. But I I'm I'm betting and all on the various clone, cloned brothers. Yeah, because they all look the same. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, whose brothers? Crowley's brothers. They all they all look the same. Oh, his oldest <laughs> brother doesn't really look that much okay. like a little bit. They all have the same eyes, which they get. Mostly from their mom, but Sean looks a little bit more like his dad. And do not ask me how I know all of this. So just there we go. We're going to move on to how good he's going to look in that Seattle uniform. I just got to tell you, I keep forgetting Tim's frozen. So every time I look at the screen, I'm like, oh, oh, what, what did we say? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fitting that today of all days when Tim actually has video that he is frozen and he looks like he's like, oh, shit, what's going down? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's a it's a fitting face for. I mean, the season coming up, so <laughs> it sounds okay. like anything. Because on my end, it's not frozen, so. Anyway, yes. So Don Sweeney's going to do something stupid, um, and it's going to be annoying. And I'm going to I'm gonna really, even if it's somebody I like, I'm just going to be annoyed. 
because I just don't I don't trust Sweeney anymore. I don't either. Okay, so they let Tory Krug go, and Tory Krug is gonna. The worst thing about the Tory Krug thing, though, can St. Louis just fuck right off? Oh my God! They yeah. named that asshole, that fucking asshole, the captain of their franchise. When they start losing, and he starts saying, "Oh, I don't know if I want to play hockey anymore." How is that gonna look? Fucking Ryan O'Reilly! God that, damn it! That douchebag! That oh! But 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 then they, like Krug, like the fuck, like like, God damn it! Well, here's the great thing. Alex Steen basically retired. He's got one more year left, I think, on his contract, but he's retired. So they get to use that LTIR money for whatever. Well, the whatever in this case is going to be um, Hoffman. but Right, right. I forgot about Hoffman. Also, to, um, to, to make the Krug thing even better, if you happen to look at the updated roster last night like I did, it seems that Matt Philippe has number forty-seven. Oh, so only given I that mean, out. like he's just a call-up right now, but that's still a bit cold. Yes, I still don't like fifty-five being given away. <laughs> well, I was on this year. Yep. You know, I mean, it was like it was hard. It was hard when they gave up Boychuk's fifty-five to Atari, but then I grew to Thank love Atari. Johnny. Oh, he's LTIR retired now too. Yeah, that really works out for the Isles, but it's really sucky for him because he's basically reading his comments. Oh, it sounds awful. He, he was trying to fool himself into thinking he had full vision in his eye. He, that was the second eye injury to that same eye. Oof. Right? So it's like the skate to the eyelid was basically, I think, the, the thing that done him in uh, or did him in. <laughs> But anyway, I my my point is is that he would have done anything to continue playing hockey, and including not being able to see out of that eye, which is basically what Willie O'Ree did back in his playing days, because he got a, he got a puck to the eye, and uh, before they wore anything on their heads, really, and he he lied about his vision so he could play. So I I understand that, but even in this day and age, to be that to want to play that badly that you would risk not being able to see out of one eye. Uh, yeah. And Willie O'Ree went on to play professional hockey for many, many, many years. So to me, I'm, I'm just like, you know, you had many years, Johnny. It's unfortunate, but you, you should retire. And he, he was forced to. So Johnny's career didn't really take off until he was, you know, like 26 or 27 was his first full season. So like, that sucks. Yeah, it does. It does, but he won a cup. So that's good. He won a cup. He um, uh, landed in a new city where they had money to spend at the exact right time, and it, it made him made him quite a bit of um, quite a bit of cash after having a breakout season there. So you know, good for him. <sighs> yeah, it, it's sad. Anyway, so so the Bruins lost Krug in free agency, but uh, signed Craig Smith, which is pretty which is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it's it's it was a good deal. And he's fast, ferocious four checker. He's going to be look really good on, on on Coyle's right wing. Twenty goals like clockwork. And it would have been even better if that move was a precursor to something else. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forgot you. Yeah. Forgot you actually wanted that. Go on. <laughs> but nothing else happened. It was just like, nope, we're doing Greg Smith, and that's it. Uh, well, well, they did sign Gregory McGregory. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah, my bad, Greg McKeg. I mean, like uh, now that we know how the 
teams are going to be structured this year. He's like, uh, you know, your textbook taxi. Yeah, I'm a taxi squad guy. It's going to be like him, Paul Carey, and um, and um, uh, Par Lindholm, and just you know, crushing nachos up at the tenth floor every city. <laughs> Hell yeah, Par Lindholm. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. What was it that Tim wanted? I'm assuming we were oh. talking about OEL. I don't know. Well, yeah, I would have loved OEL. Oh, that's um, right. I forgot about that whole thing. I would have loved Hall as well. That would have been cool. <laughs> I mean, like, clearly Hall is drunk because he just did the weirdest fucking possible decision. There's no way that he wasn't getting better offers on contenders. Yeah, that was weird. One year, $8 million in Buffalo. It's like, okay, so you just want to be traded at the deadline, dude? This is what Ben told me. He's like, no, he just wanted to go play in the line with Jack Eichel and whoever it was and pad his stats for yeah. the next contract. I mean, he did hit free agency after a down year. So, like, I get it. He and plus, he joined, you know, Eric Stahl in terms of guys that are like, are we really fucking here? Okay, let's just keep an eye on that exit. <laughs> you got a feel for Buffalo, though, you know? Did all these things. They got materially better. And like then the realignment for the season shows up and oh nope never mind y'all are just gonna get stomped in the nuts all season okay. <laughs> well, I kind of tell you I'm I'm looking forward to that aspect the uh, realignment because I am tired of the leaves in Tampa because I'm tired of the leaves in Tampa. I am tired of the leaves in Tampa. I'm glad that they're both out of this this temporary alignment thing. Basically, the Leafs. I can look forward to them winning the the North and then. <laughs> failing to do anything else <laughs> yeah that's basically it. um you know it means they'll get to the semifinals probably but uh you know i'm all the way to the semi to, to, to the semis but yeah blah but yeah, i'm kind of done with the leafs that's nice i mean i mean they're still omnipresent because they're the fucking leafs but you know whatever it's the center of the hockey universe <laughs> hang on so let me just go off for a moment on this um uh, on, on this north division thing okay i don't i understand why it had to happen for covid reasons i hate it so fucking much because of how fucking freaking preapsistic the entire canadian hockey media is over the idea <laughs> well um sorry <laughs> I don't know it's what to say. It's awful. Like, like, I don't, I just think it, it, I don't know. All that and to not have another cup champion again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. How do you guys feel about no Habs this season then? Um, uh, that kind of stinks. I mean, I, on the I, other I, hand, the Habs mean. got big and mean this off season. Like, true. I mean, they even just signed Corey fucking Perry. Ugh. Oh, God. Between that and Anderson and Edmonston, I'm like, Maybe it's better not to play that so much for that for the moment. Um, you know what? There's a part of me that would love to see them meet in the playoffs because or even for the cup. There, There is that there's a chance, not not a realistic chance, I guess, but there's a chance that they could play for the cup. And that would be exciting because that is something that even though it's happened in my lifetime, I was far too young to have ever seen that. It would be interesting to see a um, uh, a seven game Claude Cassidy showdown too. The takes the takes would be awful. They'd be as far as the eye could see. But it'd be an interesting fight to see because I still think there's a good chance Claude's a slightly better coach than Cassidy. But a Cassidy understands Claude, and B has better has better personnel. 
<laughs> well, uh, the key to to Cassidy is that he changes things up a lot faster than Claude does. Oh yeah, Claude's a stubborn motherfucker. <laughs> right. So Claude is not quick to do anything. Adjust. Yeah, adjust. Yeah. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. He's not quick to adjust. And Cassidy, we see like it, things aren't working in the first uh, first period. He's like, "Fuck it, blender." Blender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a little he's a little too aggressive to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes the aggressiveness really favors you in in that respect i mean remember when raw was uh putting out he was pulling the goalie like five minutes left in the third period and it's just like whoa who does that it's like he does and you know it was really compelling i think he won some games so and you know because everything's copycat there are people who do that now there are other coaches who do that but it's like who would think to do that he did because he was dissatisfied with what he saw um but anyway uh right now i'm reading um a book that i found in my office when i cleaned it it's still not finished but uh i i um i had started reading this book and then i had uh lost it and then i found it uh so i'm reading david and Goliath uh, by Malcolm Gladwell. And the whole idea is that, you know how the underdog can win if they change the way the game is played, right? So I'm reading this now and I'm thoroughly frustrated about the Bruins right now because I don't think they're going to, well, I mean, they've already shown that they're not going to do some of the things that uh, that um, champions do, like take advantage of the LITR or LTIR, sorry. <laughs> LTR litter, the LTIR. I mean, they're going into the season with cap space, so obviously they're not going to do that, right? <sighs> but you know, it, it's one of those things where you know, a couple weeks ago, seeing Tampa take care of all of their problems, all of their oh, cap problems, boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, and never okay, comment on that. Okay, so obviously it's fucking Nikita Kucherov. They're not sitting him. They're not just sitting him for the cap reasons now. That's insane. No, I, I know. You want to bet he's probably actually eligible to play about a month before the end of the regular season. Oh, he will be. Yeah, yeah. But they they don't save all nine point five million. Also, on that, I just want to go on a small tangent here. Fuck the rest of the NHL for allowing this to happen. Just fucking offer sheet someone. Holy fucking shit. I am sick and tired of this. I won't offer sheet this guy if you don't. Bullshit. The, like, how the, hard could it have been? Like, an offer sheet would have worked on uh, on one of one of Sergeyev or, or, or Sorelli. Yes, it would have. And not only that, to quote a famous NFL coach, you play to win the game. You Everything you do is you go out to win. And you do whatever you can to make it harder for your opponents to win. So what's this offer sheet bullshit? Just offer sheet. Just do it. We like it happened again with uh, Pierre Luc Dubois. Someone could have offer sheeted him. No one did. Just do it, please. Sounds um, like he was a parent. I was reading a piece on the Athletic earlier. He was actually like full on in negotiations with other teams and just never signed one. So like, like there is that consideration, right? The guy, the kid still has to say yes. I want that contract in that team, but. But still, I, I'm just so frustrated with the NHL. The They're just – no one wants to offer sheet anyone. Oh, and it's, it's all because that. they're we afraid. We don't get real trades in this league. and oh, I'm sick of it. I wish someone took a stand and be like, yo, fuck you, offer sheet. Oh, it's the Mexican standoff. 
uh, option, basically, because it's like the first the minute that somebody does that, they're like basically pulling like a, they're pulling a, a move that everybody else is going to copy at some point. You know, everybody's just going to be like pointing guns at each other saying, OK, you got to stop this now. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, either that or you end up in a barn fight with with Brian Burke. That, that, that's that's those are those are the scenarios, really. But he's not coaching. I mean, he's not he's not a GM right now. He's just yeah. Talking. I know it was a very specific referential joke. Okay, all right. I, to him, you know, yeah, challenging Kevin Lowe to a fight in a barn after the after the Dustin Penner offer sheet, which is just <laughs> hilarious because it was Dustin fucking Penner. That is, I threw my back out reaching for a plate of pancakes. Dustin Penner. <laughs> Wild professional athlete. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Good old Brian Burke from Providence, Rhode Island. By the way. <laughs> so, and there's about that about not using the LTR and stuff like that. Bruins are going into the season with 2.9 million in cap space. I don't understand why are they starting a season with deficient defense and cap space. Oh, because they didn't decide to sign Zidane Chara. That's why. $795,000, yeah. $795,000. And now, granted, the contract could be worth... $30,000 more than league minimum. Yes, there's there's bonuses, but whatever. Right, right. <laughs> the bonuses, actually, I looked at the bonuses. Uh, it's uh, 230000 if he plays 10 or more games. Then it is two hundred fifty thousand if they make the playoffs, and then another two hundred fifty thousand if they win the Stanley Cup. So still, it's like one point five million at most, right? Yeah. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's very frustrating to see this. Okay, it's just it, I... meanwhile they resign Kevin Miller for what I assume has to be tax reasons, just some sort of like you know tax shelter. Okay. I went for a walk with my dog today and I was thinking about how I was going to approach this subject because Kevin Miller and Zidane Chara are very obviously not the same player. Yet, Kevin Miller was signed like days into free agency while Zidane Chara, we were told, was weighing his options, seeing how the, the league was going to, uh, the schedule was going to play out and what the league was going to do. Miller hasn't played a game in 20 months. Right. 2-0. <laughs> I'm a little frustrated that they decided to to sign the guy who is held together by thoughts and prayers and hopes and dreams and duct tape and the spare netting that they have for goalie nets. I'm just very, very frustrated that they signed him. And when they signed him immediately, my first thought was, oh, there's our LTIR money. <laughs> it's not a lot, but it's something. That's what I thought. And then... Kevin Miller keeps insisting that he is going to be there for game one, the first game of the season. I'm like, I'm not betting on that. Yeah, I'm not betting on that at all. And that's so frustrating. The only thing I can even, the only reason that I can think of that we kept him around is that Sweeney just really likes the Martian Milko brand and he just wants to keep that line going. That's the only thing I can think of because... Otherwise, this makes no sense. No but like, sense. Why, 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 why did Kevin Miller need to be signed for anything besides league minimum? Like, his base salary is still higher than league minimum. You got, I'm like, okay, fine. You know, it's like, yeah, he was eligible for bonuses because he was played because he didn't play last season, right? But why is his base salary already a million? Or is it more than that? And then, it's, and then like, his first bonus is just for appearing in it. It's just for appearing on the roster for a game. 
I think. Hang on, like, let me check that. I want. Let me check that. But like, I believe that might be the case. That's like playing limbo with the bar, totally, so you can just walk right under okay, it. So here's here's how this is structured: base salary one million, two hundred fifty thousand signing bonus, up to five hundred fifty on games played, up with with up to forty games, playoff bonus. Okay, so that's the deal. This two hundred fifty thousand dollars signing bonus. That's the if he actually appears in a game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird contract, but either way, why is his base salary effectively one one and a quarter? There was almost certainly no competition for his services. Yeah, like Sweeney, like bidding against himself. No one was banging the door down to sign Kevin Fucking Miller. Nobody. I I honestly thought it was a pity contract. Besides the LTIR piece. That's what I thought. I, I just, he said that he was actually going to offer him a contract and then. And he signed one and it was weird. So I think it's really important not to get the two things confused because people tend to complain about the Kevin Miller contract and the not signing Chara thing. Right. And, and yeah. I, okay. So it, it it's not a causation thing, right? We need to make sure that we, we got that clear. But you can still be angry that, you know, they're, they signed a guy, they made it a priority, seemingly, to sign a guy who we don't even know if he can play. And then you told the other guy who you know can play that, yeah, you know, you would be like a reserve player, you'd be like the seventh defenseman, and we're going to go with the younger guys, which in some ways is fair because they need to see if these guys are going to work out, but also given how everything has worked out in the last year with the pause and the bubbles and stuff, it seems like a slap in the face to Chara and to us. And yes, I know everybody's being good about this. Uh, Everybody's agreeing and saying, Oh, well, you know, it was just time for Chara to move on. And uh, we were going to play the younger guys and I get it. I understand why they want to do that and whatnot. But basically it's like, I think Sweeney has to make the uh, 2015 draft seem like it was worth it. That's what it seems like to me. And I mean, like when they signed Zaboral right off the bat to a two-year one-way contract, I'm like, whoa, whoa, the guy's played two NHL games. And he, you know, looked like Bambi out there. Yeah, newsflash, he ain't it. Like he played better this past season in the AHL, but like it's not – he's going to never be anything more – than a sixth or seventh defenseman. Well, it's why, like, right now, we're going to see a lot of, of Sinitian until Pasternak's back, which I'm happy about. Really am. I really do think Sinitian has something there, but... Yeah, we're not sure what it is, but it's there. <laughs> I have... I'm more optimistic that there is something useful in Sinitian than there is in Kuhlman at this point. Mostly because I've seen almost nothing in Kuhlman that says there's actually something there. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm more optimistic about Sinitian than I am about Zaboral as well. So that. So I understand why they have to make the Zaboral thing work or not work. Okay. Here's why. Um, Keep the Neely trade alive. <laughs> that is, wasn't exactly. Which is why the problem is that the Corrales is probably going to free. It's why Zaboral and Frederick have to become a thing to keep the cam trade tree alive. Well, that wasn't exactly what I was thinking about, but I was thinking more about the idea of like determining whether or not he's a project worth investing in or whether he's something that you can convince Seattle to take. Here's the thing about Seattle. So Boston's going to have what it looks like to be three worthwhile mentioning defensemen plus John Moore exposed. And of course, Clifton, Zaboral, Lausanne. If someone takes one of them, it's going to be Clifton. But 
But, but, but the other thing is two of Kasha, Smith, Bjork, and Richie will be exposed. No matter which two it is, one of them will be a better option than any of the defensemen. We're not losing one of the defensemen in, in expansion. <laughs> I wouldn't even rule out the possibility of it being Richie, which would be great. But, you know, because just like to put that behind me and forget what we traded for him. <laughs> Don Sweeney's betting either way that one, if, if they bet on him to see if he's worth working on, then that's great. He wins something from that, that 2015 draft. But if he isn't, then maybe, you know, maybe if he's good enough that he can be taken by somebody else, then that's great. He has somebody who is worth something to give away or trade away. And even if it's not that, then he's probably earning himself a pink slip. We're looking at if this doesn't work, maybe. I remind you, he is um, like 18 months removed from receiving GM of the year. So slow your roll, slow your roll there, Tim. <laughs> Well, he should get that back right now. The only thing that the Jacobs is really wor- uh, care about is money. I know that they, they tried to make a big thing about Claude, you know, and Claude wasn't winning and so on and so forth. But that's because the fans are very fickle. And even though they continue to have sellouts and, and so on and so forth, there are times where people can't give away tickets to uh, specific games because, like, you know. Who wants to really see the Sabres? <laughs> yeah, when they say sellout, they mean they sold all the non-season tickets. Right, right. So I I would like to think that Sweeney's on the, the hot seat because, you know, he should be. But I don't think that's really the case. But I, I don't believe anything that he says anymore. I, I, I wanted to think that he's above board and everything, but I, I just feel like he doesn't negotiate in good faith. So uh, I'm mad at him. I'm really, really mad at him. I'm mad at him for, I, I understand he's got to take a chance on the kids and stuff like that, but I, I don't think that this was the way to do it. Well, it, it doesn't make any sense when you're obviously in an all-in season. You just signed a 31-year-old free agent to a three-year contract. You are in the expiring year for your number two center and your number one defense, and your number one, and your, and your starting goalie, and you have no idea what's going to happen with them. Your, your second-pairing anchor is, is in a contract year, and, and you don't know what he's going to cost next year, how that's going to affect the rest of the roster, right? And you're also going into the second-to-last year of Patrice Bergeron. Like, this is a go for it year and this defense doesn't make any sense in that context and that is my main beef the details the details annoy me but the overarching thing just doesn't make any fucking sense no no ty anderson said uh, did the rant he called into the sports hub he was supposed to be on vacation he called into the sports hub and he's like they don't have a plan they don't have a plan and that's frustrating The the bruins defense last year was 13th they're not gonna even be that good this year come on Let's be realistic. And that's 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 going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Well, I was going to say, on an average night, we're going to have all three of, of, of Clifton, Zabora, Lausanne, or God forbid, two of them and John Moore <sighs> in, on the roster. I feel so bad for um, uh, for Kevin Dean. He's like, you get his, he, has to, he has to coordinate that shitty defense. That is my main problem with everything that's gone down the last week with Zidane Otara. I feel like and I'm not saying this is the absolute truth. I feel like they didn't do by him very well. They did not do everything. I feel like, you know, it makes all of the ceremonies that they had for like, you know, a thousandth game as a Bruin and 1500th game for, you know, in the NHL, all that stuff. It makes it fall really flat because you just said, well, 
you're not worth it to us anymore to be part of the six man defensive roster. And he's not that bad. And, you know, I think, again, maybe they wanted to just be able to rest him more, you know, not play him on the second night of back to backs and shit. But like, and I feel like you can sell that even to a prideful, a prideful competitor like Chara, but they clearly didn't try to find a way to sell it properly. No, no, they didn't. They could. I mean, like, I mean, could they have stressed like we need you here because we're playing the kids to act as a second defensive coach? Can you do that? (laughs) Yeah. You know, so all of that, it just feels bad. Now, I I just don't believe the Chara's skills are that bad. Yeah, he's taken a step behind or he's he's falling back. He still plays so much time on the penalty kill. Who's going to take that on Take that on with Carlo? I mean, okay, McAvoy's good enough. You can expect him to start taking more PK time, especially if you're going to give that P- give, give power play one to Grizzlick. But you're already play, you're already probably paying playing McAvoy 25 minutes a game before you start giving him more penalty, penalty kill time. Yeah, I, I just... Like, are you playing fucking Lausanne on the penalty kill, Clifton? I mean, like, it'll be fun, but like... At least you have Clifton, but I don't. But it'd be one of the worst penalty kills in the league, <laughs> because Clifton is just chaos. Clippy hockey is only fun when it works. <laughs> when it fails spectacularly, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, very he, reminis- it's it's like the defensive version of Tim Thomas goaltending. Yeah, he, he's he's basically a Tasmanian devil on skates. <laughs> And that's fine sometimes, but other times it's not. <laughs> so I'm I'm just angry. I'm angry and I kind of want to watch them burn right now. Unfortunately, the Bruins team has to take my whole ire here because I can't watch Don Sweeney burn. So I'm, I'm just angry. Very, very angry. This is going to sound conspiratorial. I'm looking at the contract structures for the team. I'm looking at a team that Sweeney is planning on being a lottery team in twenty three in twenty twenty three, the year after Bergeron's expiry, because there's a pretty large number of UFAs that season. Mm. Basically, it's queuing up for deadline sales. Now, I hope I'm wrong because one of those UFAs is Pasternak. But you know what? Honestly, if the Bruins can't win a championship anytime soon, just cut them loose. <laughs> Don't make that kid suffer. <laughs> I'm in burn it down mode. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not that far because it's like, well, let's, you know, let's play a fucking season first, right? This is, because here's the thing. This is a really good top nine. Like the top nine forward group is, when, it, when it's healthy, is going to be really fucking good. If, and- if Anders Bjork is your weak link, right? then your top nine is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, this is all well and good. This is great for the regular season. What's going to happen in the postseason? I'm sorry. That's what I'm looking at. Yes, you know what? I am a Patriots fan, and I'm hurting now because they're not in the playoffs and because I'm an entitled douche here from the Mass Holia, you know? So basically, yeah, I want my teams to win. <laughs> Look, I'm entitled. <laughs> My teams have to do something. I'm getting really tired of seeing the Bruins like just fall short. I'm still not over game five. I haven't even made it to game seven. I'm still angry. I mean, yeah, I get that. 
I understand wanting them to win. I don't think this team's this team's not good enough to win the cup. This this team wasn't good enough to win the cup this past year, and it's not good enough to win this year. And it's probably not going to be no, good enough. I mean, like they just won year. the president's fucking trophy, Tim. Like you can't say that this past year because nothing that happened in the bubble counts. Nothing happened. There literally nothing has actually transpired since the beginning of March. You know this. Oh, okay, I'll give you that they won the president's trophy. They didn't do that. That's, that's something that did happen. However, however, in winning that, they did it with an insane. I'm disassociating the A. Okay, just in general, just blinking it out. It didn't happen. No 2020. I'm sorry. My fucking Groundhog Day is Game Five of the 2019 <laughs> Stanley Cup Final. Nothing has happened since then. I just keep seeing that game over and over and over again. You just, just again and again see see Achari get get tripped. And nobody does anything about it. <laughs> That's my Groundhog Day. Well, Bill Murray, you're supposed to be down there doing something about it, swinging away, swinging away with a stick like it's a goddamn scythe at the refs for for ignoring this shit. Just have your psychotic break, like like you're talking you're talking Groundhog Day. Now's your time for an infinite psychotic breaks. <laughs> yes, they won the President's Trophy last year. They did it with a lot of loser points, and they're a lot worse this year than they were last year with no Krug and no Chara. Oh, my God. They couldn't win the shootout. They could not win the shootout to save their lives. Oh my God. If somebody had said, I'm going to kill your wife, you better win the shootout, they couldn't do it. <laughs> they couldn't. I feel like that followed by Brad's missed attempt, which I'd forgotten was this past season because, Ooh. like, again, time has no meaning. Um... Like, I feel like that together is quite the meme. I cannot wait till Gritty trots that one out again this year. <laughs> because Gritty's essential. He's going to be in the Wells Fargo Center, at least. <laughs> and going to see a lot of, a lot of the, the Flyers. Okay. Also, I know we haven't really talked about it, but we're seeing the Flyers a lot. And they're playing at Lake Tahoe this year. I need Gritty coming out of the woods. I need it. I need him just like... Like in Lake Tahoe, just like coming out of nowhere, out of the woods, just to be there. I, I just, you know, just fucking suit him up. Put him out on the ice. Let's go. That's what I need. <laughs> suit him up as one of your players. Let's go. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, that is the thing that is happening uh, I'm not very excited about it because I I still have a, a Groundhog Day thing to deal with. And last season didn't happen. But, you know, that's good to have things to look forward to, Tim. It's going to happen sometime next month, I think they said. Sounds like they've done a whole lot of planning for it. It's going to be on the golf course. not the, When I first started, I thought they were going to be playing on the lake, which would have been the coolest thing ever with no stands and stuff. But it yeah, sounds like it's actually going to be rink on the golf course because they have actual control over ice quality then. Yeah, um, they, it, yeah, it's gonna be like between like the seventeenth and eighteenth hole or something like that on the golf course. I mean, you'll still get the open expanse with the mountains around it and it'll look fucking cool. But parking it in the middle of a big uh, of a big mountain lake would have been way cooler. Thumbs down. I don't want to see this. I don't care. I mean, it's sort of like how like why didn't they if they're gonna have four teams out there? Why didn't they just like straight make a round robin tournament instead of just having two games? Like, come on, yeah. have some fun with it. Yeah. Exactly. It's a 56 games uh, schedule anyway. Like, let's let's go on with it a little bit. Fuck around and find out, right? 
maybe we could have been the Lake Tahoe champions if we're not going to be the Stanley Cup champions. Like, that's something, right? No, that's like the loser <laughs> point. <laughs> it's going to come down to a shootout. A shootout. <laughs> like Tahoe. That's like Stanley Cup total landscaping, Tim. <laughs> 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 oh my god I, I still can't get over that whole thing <laughs> it's at the four seasons total landscaping <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I want to know what intern was fired after that because you know some intern was like oh yeah this is the four seasons and had no idea that it was a landscaping place and then when everyone shows up they're like oh fuck no this is a hotel the four seasons philadelphia said no there's not going to be a conference here a press conference here we have not scheduled that they said that on twitter <laughs> The landscaping owner's like, sure, why not? Yeah. (laughs) The landscaping owner's like, sure, why not, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And instead of giving his press conference in front of of a Trump campaign logo, it was in front of an MSDS chart. (laughs) MSDS? Material safety. No, it's Canadian. It's Gakram. I don't even know what the American one is. Material safety data sheets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's just been a while. But, um, yeah. No. Oh, my God, that thing was so funny. I mean, it would be all so hilarious if we didn't have to worry about gun-toting nuts going down to Washington this week. But anyway, not that all people who tote guns are nuts, just some are. Anyway, uh, yeah, okay. So have we? what have we hit on here? We hate Don Sweeney. Oh, yes, my list. It was uh, free agency shit and fucking I mean, Don Sweeney. Do you care about some of our RFA's contracts or no? Right now, like talking about them? Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing that happened, right? All right, just go ahead. List it all off. Uh, let's see. Matt Grizzlick, four years at um, uh, 3687500 I dig it. I mean, like... um. Maybe he's not the guy you want in an ideal situation. Um, quarterbacking your first power play, but if he is, he's going to get a ma- he's going to get crazy points for that for, for that dollar value. So it's going to be nice. Guess you know it'll still be a power play unit featuring Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand, and player to be named later. Maybe Krejci, maybe DeBrusque. Who knows how to, who who knows how Bruce is feeling that day? <laughs> As I said, we mentioned that strange. Zaboral deal, two years, seven and a quarter, one way, both years. Make or break. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you compare it to like some of the other RFAs, like um, um, the other guys that were that were RFA this year, like uh, well, Sinitian, that he he got a one way, two year, uh, a, a one year, two way. I think um, uh, Coolman's was still two way as well. Where are you hiding on this list? Or two year? Oh, two way for one year, and then and then one way in year two. For again, I, I find odd giving that many one way deals out to a lot of guys that haven't made the jump yet. But okay. Um. And then uh, oh yeah, DeBrusque. 
three six seven five. That's great for two years. It's basically exactly what I would have shot for because, like, sure, there's what he could be, but like he hasn't been it yet. No, no, and and Don Sweeney said that he said he was look looking for uh, DeBrus to find his consistency, and I'm like, shouldn't he have found it already? But okay, yeah, sure, and he wants him to play more PK time. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm like, you know, I actually, I like him coming out and saying that, and then Debrusque was like, "Yeah, I got to find a way to do that," and it's just like, yeah, because you know what? When you're two way players, you're a better player. You know, you just can't be mm-hmm. like one dimensional. Like I score goals, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like you can be be Hoffman or um uh, or Duclair, but it doesn't mean you should. <laughs> right. <laughs> well where did Duclair end up? Did he end up in Florida? He just signed in Florida. Okay. Which is actually like a not bad move for Florida. It's like they gave up on one on, on one empty calorie score and found a cheaper one. Oh uh, Hoffman for Duclair. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because really, that's basically they bring more or less the same thing to the table. Declare might actually be, be might actually even be better, possibly. Meaning, like you know, he does things when he's not shooting the puck. Hoffman does not do things when he's not shooting the puck. Nope, nope. I don't know very much about Hoffman's game. I do know that he has a wife that nobody wants to be around. Oh, oh yeah, he no. he put a ring on that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't reflect really well on him. No, it, it means that you're a dick. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about it is he got traded because they needed to get rid of him. But like he just got punted off out of a, out of a more from one small market moribund franchise in a cold place to a small market moribund franchise in a warm place. So like for him, basically, it's, you know, I guess a slight improvement in lifestyle. I don't know. <laughs> well, even they didn't want to keep him, though. So there there you go. Um, Look, you know what? Go, go over to the blues. Who gives a shit? Um, Hopefully I actually don't want it to work out for him. I I don't think he's a good character uh, of moral standing, I guess we'll say. I mean, like they got, they got, they got the uh, uh, murderous row of uh, suspect characters there now. Right. I mean, okay. They have, you know, Tori Krug is wonderful, but like, Fucking also, David Perron. Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, God. I, I already said my piece about him. Done. We all know how I feel about him. So. Yeah. 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 St. Louis is. I mean, basically, hide your wife, hide your Tim Hortons, and. <laughs> yeah. And be prepared for your captain to lose, to, to, to lose his interest in hockey. Yeah. I just <laughs> you ju- you guys start losing a little bit and then that's it. All right, oh, more RFA's, more RFA's. Yes, no. Um, I think that was the lot. Okay, excellent. Well, training camp is starting today, and skating will start tomorrow. And I looked at the roster. Um, I think the only things worth mentioning were uh, there were five guys under contract who are not there. There are several other guys under contract that weren't signed. Uh, Victor Berglund appears to be staying in the uh, in Sweden for the for the season, despite having been signed last spring. Oh, okay. Presumably, unless they're going to always wait until it's time to ha- time to summon him to the AHL. That may that might be that might be possible. Likewise, Lauko. Oh, he's staying in Czech. Yes. Yep. 
uh, Kapanen, which, like, who cares? And Pavel Shen, who I found out today, um, uh, has signed around Christmas with um, uh, HK Soshi. So he's uh, in Russia at least until the AHL starts, according to Dominic Tiano. But who knows if it's the rest of the season or not. Interesting. Kyle Kieser Kaiser is in the ECHL playing for Jacksonville right now. And I think they're probably going to keep him there most of the year. Well, that just makes sense, right? Because we got four minor league buildies, um, one of whom will be the taxi squad, which that'll be interesting to see whether it ends up being Vladash or Booth, because Booth means nothing. So it doesn't matter if he doesn't play games. So it might be better for them to send Vladash to Providence with Swayman. Well, I would think, but who knows what the team's thinking. On the other hand, taxi squad guy has be, had better be able to be able to play NHL games. And there's uh, we, we don't know about that about Booth. Of course, we've also seen what happens when you put Vladar in. So may, maybe maybe not that either. Well, in all fairness, everything that happened in the bubble was kind of. Yes. But again, I think if you actually, if you consider Vladash a real prospect, you think you would want him in the AHL this season rather than just hanging around no he needs more seasoning put him in the ahl yeah because again booth is booth exists i think exclusively for that purpose and also so there's an so there's a goalie that they can actually ex- actually expose to uh to expansion next next summer with you know neither of our nhlers under contract swayman, uh, swayman and kaiser would be exempt and obviously they'd protect Vladash in that scenario right 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 because goalies don't have any games played requirements it's just under contract or an rfa Right, right. I remembered seeing that when I was reading up on that. Because otherwise, signing a sixth goalie made no sense at first. <laughs> right. Like, at the time, I'm like, but why? <laughs> I know about the taxi squad. I don't really know who's who should be on it and whatnot. But it basically, I feel like the more you let goalies sit, the worse they get. So make them play uh, if you can. Absolutely make them play because Vladar Vladash um, had a a good season in Providence last year. And he he actually played, I think, in the Czech Republic for like six games. And he was four and two with a a goals against under two and a pretty good save percentage as well. So get him more, get him more playing time. 956 save percentage. Not bad. Not bad at all. I mean, not not a huge sample size, but not bad. Meanwhile, Booth and Kaiser have been playing in the ECHL, and their numbers are bad. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so the deal with the taxi squad is it's some, um, I think, six players. So basically the notion is most teams would carry like two defensemen, three forwards, and a, and a goalie. Mm. They still have to go through waivers to go to it, to, to, go, to be put on the team and so forth. So basically it's just they're – guys that would be in the minors that are instead traveling with the team. Right. Which is sort of why the guys that make the most sense to be there are your, your McKegs, your carries, your Lindholms rather than a Frederick or a Sinitian. Right. People who have seen experience and uh, can play in a moment's notice. Yeah. Yeah. So prospects always need more seasoning. So that's the way I like to say it. They need seasoning. Yeah, Put them in the age. You want your kids playing games someplace. Absolutely. Use it or lose it. So uh, that's how you do it. Uh, and, you know, in the AHL there, they can play one, uh, you know, however many games. 
they're probably only looking at two. From what I was see, seeing earlier this week, it sounds like they're probably expecting it'll only be like two games a week, and it'll be a lot of drills and conditioning and so forth. So, pure development league, probably. Okay. Well, it, you have to do what you can do in these times. At least they're they have something going. Lots of oh, yeah. ECHL teams have uh, have folded, and then uh, or not folded, but are are not operating this season. So. Well, as I said, I mean, that's why our guys that are in the ECTL are doing it in Jacksonville rather than Atlanta. Right. Gladiators are not having a season. All right. So how long uh, training camp is the first games are like February 3rd or something like that? Or um, no, or, our uh, first game is uh, in New Jersey on the 14th. OK, I'm, I don't know where I got February 3rd. I think I was thinking of the AHL. Uh, OK, so the 14th. So we've got about 10 days of training camp, realistically. Or uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. All right. So next weekend we should have an idea of something going on. And said on- I don't think there's going to be too too many surprises coming out of this camp, except on whatever the fuck's going on in Left D, and whether it's Sinitian or Coolman that gets the provisional um, uh, right wing while Pasta is still out. Mm. And then oh, the other one is the battle between. What the pecking order for Bjork, Richie, and Frederick ends up being on three four on, on three four left wing plus odd man out. One assumes that Frederick's probably the odd man out, but yeah. I hope he's not. I want to see him on one of the wings. Frederick can still go through wa- is still waivers exempt, which I think is kind of important right now, given that there's guys that aren't. But but also, who cares about Nick Ritchie? Besides, probably Mrs. exactly. Ritchie, I assume. Although, Even like, that, you know, although I mean, although she had an embarrassment of Richie's before Boston did, so. oh, that's Tim's line. I mean, it's that's true. It's Mandy's coinage, isn't it? I don't remember. I'm still stuck in Groundhog Day of Game Five. I'm not. I, I'm just. I'm not feeling very hopeful, guys. I've just. I know. I know this team is capable of more, but there's a lot of doubt in this team, especially with the defense. And I, I don't want to watch a shitty defense. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I'm going to say they're going into this, basically expecting McAvoy, Grizz and Carlo to do everything all the time. Mm. We have half of a defensive core and then like an assortment of, of six, seven guys. <laughs> and then also John Moore. Oh God. <laughs> Poor John Moore. <laughs> and like two thirds of Kevin Miller. I think that's generous. Two thirds. I'm thinking. I'm thinking one half. That's what I would have said. Miller. That's what I would have said. I mean, it depends on how you you break it down, right? Like his drive, his motivation is there. You know, he's missing a leg because it was replaced by um, what was ultimately uh, dry rot. Yeah, you think they would have just like, you know, seeing as Chris Kelly works for the team, they would have just like gone to Kelly and like, dude, we need one of those adamantium legs back from that year. You broke your femur five times. Yeah. But no, no apparently that was a one-way gift. Okay, fair enough. Or like, you know, it's like, uh, Kels, can you can you give us a, a line on your adamantium guy? Because uh, uh, Kevlar here needs, needs, needs some new bones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, well, it was only one bone in his leg. It was just the knee bone. <laughs> well, now that knee bone's like 12 bones. <laughs> Held together, presumably, with something resembling, I don't know, a staple gun. I told you. It was thoughts and prayers, hopes and dreams, duct tape, and spare netting for the goal. I told you. Oh, oh he got fixed at Trask. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> by a mom calamari wearing a lovely cable knit sweater <laughs> all right we're not gonna talk about games yet because we've got next week this week was yeah. therapy you know therapy and where we are what happened okay <sighs> yeah what did i say I like I the was... episode title should be just the fuck just happened yeah <laughs> <laughs> A series of unfortunate events. <laughs> We've already named the hockey that. world's inevitable inevitable coma episode. <laughs> oh God, why can't we use LTIR money like everybody else does? <laughs> I mean, the answer to that just is long the drawn outside. <laughs> it, it, it's got to be the Jacobs. They like laid off a ton of people during the whole covid stuff and part of me wonders if they have like some sort of internal cap and stuff like that oh they absolutely do every year they do we know that but that's why we know that they they don't like to have ltir thing they don't like I, to I sell point out that boston is is not usually a team you expect to see this but the estimated salary expenditure for this team is only 67 million two hundred thousand dollars whereas the projected cap hit is 78 and a half right so there's a lot of players making a lot less than a lot, a lot less than their cap hit this year. I I have no doubt that there's like a, there's a, ca- a a salary limit, you know, and it's not just it's not just this year because you know Delaware North took a real hit with the pandemic. It's it's always like that. I know that, but it's just frustrating. It's frustrating to see the way that teams, winning teams, construct their rosters like full of talent and then we are struggling to to get people or our gm just is just kind of like nah we know we need an extra piece but we're not gonna get it yeah our sweeney is terrible at a closing deals and b like finishing off trades he's the biggest tease in the world he's in on every single player and they get none Unless it's David Backus. I mean, but like, again, Craig Smith's probably one of the better signings of free agency. So like, like the, the... is he's a good signing. I, I look forward to seeing him play. I'm just going to have to close my eyes for half the game. That's all. But you know, if Kevin Miller does make it to play a game, I'm very interested to see how that's going to work out. Oh my God. Wouldn't it be funny if he were like a robot now? And you could remote control him. <laughs> that might be the secret I, weapon. I have right become <laughs> That's the secret weapon right there. I, you know, I'm gonna miss seeing Chara out there, even if he does kind of look like a giraffe on skates at times. He's just so big. The, the the part of me like I am a sentimentalist and I should really I have no right to watch hockey, I just don't. 
And I should probably give up sports too, because more and more sports are becoming about players going everywhere else, but the teams that you want them to be on. So, so the sentimentalist in me is just having a very, very hard time with this whole Chara thing, you know, I get that, but I'm also really not looking forward to seeing the kids struggle because it ain't going to be pretty. I was going to say, I remember the last game we had all those three guys play in the same game. It was um, a little over two years ago, and I don't remember it being a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you know that stretch where we, ran, where we ended up running to, running 11 deep on our defensive core? Or like even Urho had been injured, and that's why and that's why Zaboro and Clifton were up? <laughs> yeah, Borvietsky uh, concussed him. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's with uh, Nashville now. But anyway, not that that matters. Just... Just pointing out that I know that somebody somebody moved from the Senators onto another team. <laughs> Don't say. Someone moved from the Senators to a different team. <laughs> I, I paid attention to some things, but I'm going to have a whole lot of this year of like, oh, that guy's on that team now? Because that's how it is. I mean, that's fair. I'm going to, there's going to be a lot of that for me because mainly the past, like, I don't know. Six months of my life has been consumed by football, so... Oh, like, yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> I mean, like, you had plenty of warning, though. It's like, no, no, don't do this. That, 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 there's no reason to watch this team this year now. No, I think part of my... I, I think part of what my uh, what started my pandemic brain, not only was the NHL pause, you know, so take the Bruins when they're playing at their best in this... Uh, their, their best this year and stop them dead. And then let's restart it like four months later or five months later or whatever it was. And then they play like shit. <laughs> and then Tom oh, Brady. Oh, by the way, we'll make it so no one can properly ju- judge the deeply weird deadline for, for, for Don Sweeney with both extreme highs and extreme, huh? Mm. Let's face it, because like I'm, I'm, I'm still going to hold out hope that the Richie Heinen trade isn't as fucking bad as it looks at this point in time. Hmm. On the grounds we haven't seen that much Richie, and I'm hoping that maybe that's not really what he is. It's almost certainly what it really is. Hmm. Why is it that everybody with the last name Richie sucks? (laughs) 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 But anyway, (laughs) Tom Brady... Look, Tom Brady saying like he didn't want to play for the Patriots anymore. I get some of the, his reasons and, and whatnot. The, the, there was no receiving core for the, the Patriots. They they just were terrible this year. And then seeing Cam Newton just, uh, I was hoping that he was not gone, but he's gone. Oh, yeah. So basically all of that, it, it was just basically like, yeah, I have, have had a hard time watching football because I'm just like, but now I'm excited about the Cleveland Browns. I hope they'll do something. So, not going to talk about games this week because don't have a need to because we're not having any games and there are no exhibition games. Everybody's just going to go into the season right out of training camp. So, that's fine. So, we'll talk about those things, I guess, next week. Uh, what is the date today? Is it the... Today's the third. Third, yeah. God, I'm having a hard time with it. It just, time means nothing anymore it won't mean anything until i get that first jab in my arm 
then time yeah, will start really running again. The second one, probably, but yeah. <laughs> well, at least like with the first jab, then you're like, oh, I only have X amount of time till I get the second jab. That's my point, right? Like time will mean something. So uh, yeah, and I could have looked right here on my computer where it said Sunday, January third, five fifty-five p.m. I could have done that, but I did not. So I just did now. So here's the real test to see if Jeff remembers anything about what to say. So here you go, Jeff. This is going to be uh, starting off uh, season six. See if you change it up or remember anything or whatnot. Listeners, you've been listening to Barely On Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found, assuming it's one of those. HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not on HBO Max. No, no, no. <laughs> Thanks for breaking my groove. Uh, <laughs> you can talk to us uh, on Facebook. That's uh, at Barely On Topic. At Barely On Topic. Ah, fuck. <laughs> at Barely On Topic Podcast. On Twitter, that's just at Barely On Topic. Or you can follow our individual Twitter accounts. I, of course, Jeff, am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I have no reason why you should ever follow me, but I am at VA from RI. I think I got it right. <sighs> I know. You didn't fuck with it. <laughs> no, I didn't because I'm still angry. And, and yeah, there. So, there. So, at goddammit, Sweeney. At fuck. VA, doctor. <laughs> fuck you, Don Sweeney. Dot <laughs> 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 com. <laughs> That face, Tim. I just... <laughs> Every time I say something and I see the face and I'm just like, Yee, what did I say? <laughs> Play Tim. us out, Tim. <laughs> Word? <laughs>